Welcome to the Main Zone. I am Jermaine, and thank you for tuning my podcast. Wherever you are, however you're listening, I appreciate it. Apple Podcast, Spotify, watching on YouTube. On to the next episode. So we finished the NFL season. Super Bowl's over. Big up to the Rams. Shout out to Hip Hop on Dr. Dre's amazing performance at the halftime show. We just finished the NBA All-Star Weekend. Big up to Cleveland. Great job. Great job. With, with the entire weekend. I'm going to dive my all-star takeaways. We're going to talk about the second half of the NBA season. Before I get to all in things NBA, let's talk about Jawan Howard. As you all know, Michigan was got beat by Wisconsin. And after the game, Jawan Howard, the coach of Wisconsin, put his hand escalating to Juwan Howard going to punch or like a more mush as assistant coach. It can't happen. can't be done. He's suspended for the rest of the regular season. So that was swift. Just about the punishment. It could have been worse. Uh, hopefully he'll learn from it. But, but in no time can a coach act that way. You know. Like getting in the moment is frustration got to him. Which led to the, you know, he's got disrespect for hands on. And I agree with that. Not at any time do you have the right to invade someone's personal space to put your hands on them. So I think he defended that, but I think he, as it escalated, uh, he could have diffused it a little bit better. But, you know, they'll move on. Michigan, you know, move on. So will Wisconsin. And let's get to all these all star takeaways. First, let's start with a three point. Um, contest and slam dunk contest. Number one, either they need to get rid of the slam dunk contest or make it for the three-point contest because the three-point contest is the main attraction. Dunk contest is just... If any of y'all see the videos of Shaq from, I think it was 2000 when Vince was in the dunk contest and, and Shaq's recording it when he did the 720. On the 720, they did the first uh, windmill. 360 windmill compared to the other night when Shaq was almost asleep. So I get it in the NBA. It's hard to reinvent these these dunks now. I mean, it's difficult. We've we've almost seen everything that can be done. So I don't know what they should do outside of getting rid of it or moving it to an earlier time slot. Uh, if I had any any say in it. I would make it, I was asked to do a one-on-one tournament with your best one-on-one guys going like to seven, three dribble max, and having like a tournament bracket on both sides, like having one-on-one games going on both sides. You know, just imagine, you know, games with KD versus Paul George, um, Ja versus Steph, one-on-one. I think that would, that would be, I mean, really, really really awesome for the league um, I, I don't think players would agree to it because I think their egos would get, out the, get in the way I don't think there are enough guys that want to prove that they're the best anymore let's say from a different era like say like Jordan's era we'll get to Jordan here in a second but I don't think there's there's too many players that that's that's uh, that's that's the competition level that they want to be at but they got to revamp Saturday night 
Like the skills competition was fun and cool and you know intriguing. Cleveland ended up winning that. Um, the three point shootout was again great. You know, Cat pulled that off. Big ups to the big man. But the dunk contest was just a thud. I mean, the amount of time it took between dunks, it just took away a lot of the, um, just the anticipation for that, for that moment. And then you fast forward to the all-star game. So awesome to, to see the top 75 players of all time that are still alive. And at halftime of the game, they, 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 they announced each one of them, you know, I wish all those that are alive would have made it to the game. I think that would have been really cool seeing like, like Pippen and Carl Malone and Larry Bird just aimlessly waving uh, behind a, in front of a white screen was um, a little bit disappointing. But, you know, seeing KG and Shaq and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, you know, Isaiah Thomas, Robert Parrish. I mean, you know, you got your top 50 from 97 in Cleveland, and then they added the 25 more. Now, before I continue with the All-Star game, let's go with the top 75. I get it that they had to keep the top 50 they already had, and they couldn't get rid of somebody from the 60s, but we know that, that top 75 list uh, is, is flawed um, because there's no Clay, there's no Dwight Howard. In modern times, I don't think AD should be on the team. Neither should Dane. But then if you even take it back, man, most of those guys have played in the 60s and 50s and 70s. 50s, 60s, and 70s, they wouldn't even make the squad they played today. But nonetheless, it was awesome to see. Awesome to see. Um, Steph stole the show. You know, even before halftime, he made what, eight threes in the, in the second quarter. 50 points for the whole game. LeBron seals the deal with a uh, fadeaway, you know, a la Jordan style, um, to win it. The game itself, I'll get to halftime again because I want to talk about Jordan. But the game itself, first three quarters, I mean, it's more, I mean, I get it. It's an all-star game. It's a glorified pickup game. There's really no defense played until the last quarter. For those that don't know, for those that don't watch, they have this thing called the Elam ending, which is they take the score of the highest of the combined. Well, what they're doing is they have each, the first three quarters are new games. And then they add up the totals and then you go, plus 24, whoever has the lead. And that's the target score that you go to. And that's, um, the 24 is a tribute to Kobe Bryant, the late great, my favorite player, Kobe Bryant. Um, so that's how they've been doing it the last two years. And so the last quarter is very competitive, very competitive. You could tell that the guys want to win, whether it be for their charities, for the extra bonus that they get and all that. So the game went down the wire at the end, but like I said, uh, LeBron hit a fadeaway to finch the game. Had a ch then he had a chance to, you know, Steph MVP, rightfully so. And then LeBron had a chance to, you know, spend some time with Michael Jordan, which his interview after the game was 
unique and he gave some insight that he does lack a relationship with Michael Jordan, but he wanted to thank the man that, um, that he admired so much and, and made him strive to be an NBA player and a great basketball player. But let's go back to halftime. I don't, you gotta, all right, context. Jordan was at the Daytona 500 because he has a team out there that was competing. So he didn't make it to all the Saturday night festivities and all those types of things, but he made it in time to be the last one introduced uh, of the 75 players. I thought Kobe would be the last one. I think that would have been cool, but that's me being biased towards my favorite player. But uh, LeBron, like when, I, to break it down, LeBron is from Akron, Cleveland, 30 miles away. But he didn't get as much of an ovation as Jordan did. Like the aura of Jordan is through the roof. Like, watching last night's All-Star game literally just solidified that no matter what LeBron does, you're not going to be the GOAT. You can't. He can never match just the, the total aura, which is Michael Jordan. I mean, it's almost like there was, they brought in the top 75, well, 74 players and then plus one. The plus one was Jordan. He's like, here's Jordan. Here's just everybody else that's ever played the game. Um, I think guys like me that grew up watching Jordan have such a firm appreciation for his competitiveness because he's he's so different than, than the players of this era from a standpoint of demonstrating their competitiveness. Like even watching him, you know, he says something to Magic. And Magic's just laughing, having a good time. And Jordan's like, hey, let's let, hey, you got your shoes. Let's go play one-on-one -on -one right now. And if you, the, whoever was recording this caught the camera at, at, at Jordan, like pointing over at Magic. And then they shoot over to, uh, they shoot to Magic. He's just giggling. And you, they go back to the camera to Jordan. He's like dead serious. Like, like that's just the the difference between besides the six and on the finals, you know, never making to a game seven, the the scoring titles, the defense play of the year, the you know two three peats, the top scoring average in NBA history. Like besides all that, I think the the competitiveness of Jordan is unmatched. Like. Here's a big difference between the two. Because when you look at numbers, LeBron's going to blow them away. I mean, longevity-wise, LeBron probably will, will retire with almost 40,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, 10,000 assists plus. No one's going to match that. No one's going to get close. But the presence of Mike, LeBron can't match. And I don't think he ever will. I don't think anybody, for that matter, ever will. It's just, it's different. Jordan's just different. Like, once one thing that's different between the, the two, which I appreciate, is I think LeBron, though is competitive, does not want to annihilate and embarrass someone, his peer or even a stranger. Whereas Jordan 
wants to embarrass anyone that they say is was on his level. You know, if you watch the last dance, when they compared Drexler to him, it was like, okay, I got to go give Drexler 40 a game just to prove that, yo, it's, it's me and it's Drexler. Whereas I think in LeBron's case, with his contemporaries, he is um, satisfied with with them playing well as long as he wins. Or, or he'll give props. Not, not necessarily give props, because that's nothing wrong with giving props. But it's like he um, he doesn't have the I want to like beat you into submission type of competitiveness that Jordan had. That still has. I, I, I think that's a big difference. Um, and just watching the the few moments at the All-Star game when Jordan walked out and the way the crowd erupted, that if you watch a lot of the videos going out right now, circulating on social media, everybody want to be near Mike. Like, it, it's, it, you really can't describe it. Like, then you listen to, you know, you got Shannon Sharp and Nick Wright, and these are just, they love LeBron, I get it, but when you when you're the greatest the goat of something it goes beyond just the stats it's and I could do a whole podcast on this and I should one day on like you know my top 5 or my top 10 or whatever but it goes past just the numbers on the on the stat sheet it's like your aura like what people do when they see you how people gravitate towards you and LeBron is, you know, he's got a, you know, because I think in the GOAT debate, you know, Kareem is left out because of his personality. A lot of it is his personality and, and he played a lot. You know, he's he's been retired for almost over 30, 20 something years, no, 30 years. He's been retired. So that piece is also different. But but Jordan is just a, it's just his aura where nowadays guys are my age, They'll talk to young guys, and they'll mention Kobe, they'll mention LeBron, and it's like they don't they don't realize like how dominating Mike was one, but two how his presence just elevated everyone. Like, and I've been I've been to a couple games watching LeBron play, and when he does walk into the arena, you feel the energy pick up. But I, I've never watched Jordan play live, but I don't think it's it's matched. I mean, Jordan's just, just again, the brief moment that I got to see, you know, just him, when they announced his name, he got a bigger ovation than LeBron, you know, and it's just, it's it's Mike, you know, it's, it's different, you know, I think LeBron's forever going to be chasing him, I think if um, he could stop saying that he, he is the GOAT, um, because by saying it, you're, you're proving that you're not, so to speak. Uh, I think Chris Broussard today said it best that LeBron's wants credit for coming down from three, one and great, you know, big ups. You, you won the title down three, one, but you know, that doesn't make you better than somebody that won four oh or four one. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't make you the GOAT, because you came back from 3-1. And LeBron, again, LeBron's number is going to be through the roof. As he's already stated, he wants to play the Sun his last couple of years. So 
he's going to rack up numbers that are that are that are going to be untouchable. But I think the R of Jordan and Jordan being a goat, goat is also untouchable. Um, so that's my spiel on the halftime. It's just cool to see it, you know, the top 75 players and just it's funny just watching how guys just gravitate towards Michael Jordan. I mean, I was blown away. <clears throat> and like I said, I grew up watching him. So, again, the All-Star Game weekend, fantastic overall. I like how they did the, the, the rookie game this this past year. And the, the, the dud was the, the, the slam dunk contest. So hopefully they can revisit that and figure some things out. Those 75 players that were there, you know, phenomenal. So I bet it was so cool to actually be there. Uh, so now we head into the second half of the season. We're we're past the, the, the second half schedule-wise. But now this is like the guys are going to be going into like playoff mode. So tonight, you know, let's discuss MVP. I think it'll be – it'll boil down to MB. Curry might make a late run. I think Embiid is running away with it. Speaking of Embiid, y'all saw the, the clip of him gambling, the meme running around that Jordan made sure he made it to the All-Star game so he can get a part of the action. Um, but teams-wise, you know, heading to this second half that starts Thursday night. Uh, well, before I get to that, let me, let me discuss um, the Lakers situation with Rich Paul. Well, Clutch. I shouldn't say Rich Paul. Excuse me. Clutch Sports. It's okay to be frustrated with the Lakers. So, no one's telling them not to be. In my opinion, I wouldn't have put it out there. You know, they're the same ones that dropped the the scoring record for LeBron. They made it up, you know, of the postseason plus regular season. Because no one's ever added those up. No one's ever said, you know, Jordan scored a total of, 30, what, probably like 37,000 points when you add playoffs and regular season. Same for Kobe, you know, all these guys. They've never done that. But with George, I mean, with uh, LeBron, you know, Clutch released it. You know, I get it. It's a way to, to make LeBron number one and all those types of things. If you look at Clutch, the Laker guys, they do everything that LeBron has asked. They went and got eight, they, 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 they went and got AD when they could have just waited. To be a free agent, you know they 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 sign any guy that they that LeBron wants. You know LeBron wanted Westbrook. Rob Pelinka could have got Buddy Hield and cut a couple other pieces. He went with Westbrook because LeBron asked. So to release it, they're unhappy because they didn't trade for John Wall, who's a clutch guy, is uh, disappointing because. You can flex and you can make power moves and all those types of things, but realize like they're in a business of making the best decisions for their team, not for your clients. And they've already done everything that you've asked. So don't be so upset when they don't do one thing that you, that you wanted them to do. So that's my take on clutch, you know, uh, phenomenal, uh, brand phenomenal, group of guys that are in, and women that are working in that, that, that realm, that arena. Um, they've done some, some great things, you know, for the NBA guys and, have, you know, really, really, really done a phenomenal job of getting guys endorsements and, and 
and all those things. But just be be careful when you when you get upset that 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 a team doesn't do what you want to do one time. So let's just you know let's get over some teams right quick. We're gonna start with in the East. I mean Milwaukee. They're looking good. Can they repeat? I mean, hey, I think where Giannis is at right now, from a not a skill set, but from a confidence space, I think they could be tough to beat seven games. Um, Giannis is going to do Giannis, and I think they have still the same pieces around. Bobby Portis has come through in the clutch this year. Great, 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 having a great season. Still waiting on Brooke Lopez to come back, but all in all, I think Milwaukee. You know, it's going to be tough. I'm not going over every single team right now. I'm just going over a couple of them because you know, I'm still digesting the All-Star break and just thinking of the R of Jordan. And then I was like, man, I got to talk about this quick. I mean, I had to. Brooklyn, we'll see what Ben Simmons does uh, when they acclimate him into the lineup whenever he's ready. And then Philly's got to bring in James Harden and see what they do, how they mesh. It's funny. Oh, speaking of the game, just listen to this commentator sometimes again no disrespect to reggie miller they made a comment that joel Embiid is trying to establish himself as a superstar as a star in this league like i get it you guys jobs are to spin narratives and 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 create storylines and all those type of things but he's already a star Embiid is like he's not trying to establish himself as a star He's already won. He's leading, leading scoring for crying out loud. But I think as long as James Harden is willing to be involved in the offense when he doesn't have the ball, Philly will be tough. If you notice when he played in, for the Rockets, if he didn't have the ball, he hung out at half court. He wouldn't be a threat. He, wouldn't, he didn't want to come up pin downs. He didn't want to spot up in the corner. He didn't want to come off a series of screens. Nothing. It was like, give me the ball. I'm going to stand in half court. That won't work in the playoffs. Uh, and I hopefully Doc will stand up to him and say, hey, man, we need you. Like, we're, You are going to come off some screens here and there. You just can't play one-on-one or run a pick and roll with Embiid the whole game. That's easy to defend. When everybody's set, that becomes easy to defend. That's why the Warriors beat them you know, like four, five, three, four years ago. Even though they were up, yes, Chris Paul got hurt. But when you become stagnant, when you become predictable, you're very easy to defend. There's no movement. But I think they'll be fine. But I think now paying him is going to be a problem. I don't. I you you can't pay James Harden. You know, another three or four year max extension. Expect you to get return on that value. He's already slowing down. He's proven to not be in elite shape. And this is his second trade, basically winding his way out of two situations, two teams. So I wouldn't necessarily offer him uh, like a four-year extension because I don't think he's going to age well. All right. Uh, like I said, Brooklyn will be solid once uh, KD and Kyrie is eligible to play every game. And we'll see what they do with Ben Simmons. Like I said in my last podcast, Ben Simmons could be a hyperactive Draymond Green, which would be phenomenal for for the Nets. You know, you still got the Heat. You know, the Cavs, these young bucks, they're looking good. And then you got the Bulls. DeMar DeRozan is having an MVP type of season. Phenomenal. Keep, keeping the mid-range game alive. Looks great. See what the Bulls do once they get Lonzo back and 
continue to mesh. Now, you know, out west, you know, Suns, Chris Paul, come on, man. Like, y'all are rolling. And now you're out six to eight weeks with a fractured finger. So we'll see how, how Devin Booker, you know, solidifies himself in the MVP race if he has a big month ahead of him. You know, the Warriors, man, they had a time at the beginning of the year where it looked like Steph was running away with the MVP. And I, I, I in my NBA preview podcast, I didn't expect this the Warriors to be this good. Uh, they don't even have Wiseman in, in the rotation yet. And Draymond's missed significant time. But they're going to be tough come playoffs. Steph's playing out of his world. I mean, he's gonna, he is the opposite of James Harden. He's going to age gracefully because he works so hard, not just on his crap, but on his body. You know, he works so hard on his body to maintain that level of fitness that it takes to sustain year in and year out. Um, and then you got the Lakers, which... And I got a Laker hat on. I'm a, I'm a Laker fan. I'm, I'm, I've always been the biggest Kobe fan. I'm, I'm a fan of LeBron as well. Uh, I just don't know. I'm a fan of LeBron, the player, the LeBron, the man, the, the man, LeBron, the businessman. Outside of being an NBA GM, uh, that Westbrook just set them back. Uh, it's not going to work. AD's injury looked horrible, but he'll be reevaluated. Uh, they're just, I mean, I'll take it back because I predicted them to win the title. Now, in a seven game series, I wouldn't kept, count them out because in the regular season, they're just getting ran out of the gym by a bunch of teams that just have more athleticism, younger bodies, all that. In the playoffs, we know everything slows down. So I think they'll be a tougher out than, than others think. But I don't, they're not going to win the title, clearly. And I think this summer the Lakers have to really reevaluate of the direction that they want to go. They have so much money tied into LeBron, AD, and and Westbrook. And Westbrook opts in on that forty-seven million. That's going to be tough for them to find any type of pieces uh, to fill out that roster. And I think that's why Clutch was upset because they could have got John Wall. But Rob Link is thinking, like, what's the difference? Westbrook and John Wall. Shoot, Wall's played like 10 games in three years. Like, literally, what's the difference other than Wall is a clutch guy? So that's my that's my NBA take heading to this second half. Denver's going to get back Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., so we'll see how they do. Mavs, Luka's phenomenal. You know, again, I need to do a whole podcast on the top 10 players, but I really just want to do this episode on – the NBA All-Star game, but I needed to cover going into the second half. But then I just thought about Jordan. It's been I've been thinking of Jordan, you know, since the game ended. It's just watching all these clips. Not, I'm not watching highlight clips. I'm watching the All-Star game. Like, him walking in, the players around him, him telling Magic, let's go play one-on-one. He's just different. He is different. I mean... You know, watching the last dance reminded so many viewers and gave a new viewers a taste of, of how demanding he was and how, you know, willing to go the extra mile to win. And in my mind, it's he's the ultimate like alpha male. Like 
I'm gonna take charge. You gonna I'm gonna win, or I'm gonna either you're gonna follow me to win and be uncomfortable, or I'm gonna get rid of you. And he did it in a more um, not a passive aggressive style. I like I think LeBron is more of like a just a dominating style. Like it's just who I am. I'm Michael Jordan. This is the way I believe that we can win. If you don't like it, get off my team. But to keep it on a high note, um, it was cool to see those two guys embrace. You can't say they're probably one and two. Again, my favorite player is Kobe, but LeBron has surpassed him as a as a as a player. Um, now, as a with the aura, especially with his death, probably not. But just as a as a player, numbers and accolades and all those things. Yes, I would say LeBron's a better player than Kobe, but. I'm still going to pick Kobe, number one. Still taking Kobe. But so if you looked at it, it's like one is is Jordan. It's, it's just nothing he can do. And then two probably is, you know, heading that way for LeBron. But until next time, um, appreciate you listening or watching if you're on YouTube. Be safe. You know, Black History Month's all, almost over. So again, all my, all my people out there, Keep doing great things. Keep striving for excellence. Keep pushing forward. And until next time, I'm out.